0: Hit the button. Yeah, you hit the button. So today, I made a discovery. We can have it as, as the intro. Um, you know how I love popcorn, right, fellas?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I do too. Yeah, yes. Um, God has tested me today. If there is a God. So, <laughs> God, I love popcorn. warriors. The
2: hardest tests. <laughs>
0: it's about popcorn. <laughs> It's about fucking popcorn. Okay. Here, here's, the best, here's the best part about all this. So, I decided to check my phone. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll grab some lunch or whatever. Buy one, get one free, because I want to save money and get a nice snack. Turns out popcorn was buy one, get one free. 7 mm. bucks for two bags of popcorn. And my That's fat ass bad. bought two bags of popcorn. So Bags as bags- in, like,
1: <laughs> heat them up in the... Or Bill Redenbach. No. Nah. Why, why don't you just buy kernels? Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. Okay.
0: Movie popcorn. Oh, if you well. live in the downtown area, go on Uber Eats and get movie popcorn. Super Mario Bro movie popcorn, too. Bag.
1: I'm curious as to why you don't just buy kernels and cook it on the stove.
0: Believe it or not, it's just cheaper. I nope. do have kernels over there, but I'm like...
1: I don't know about that one, Chief.
0: I spent se- Spillage. I spent How seven is it bucks cheaper? for this to buy that
1: you said seven the Canadian bucks for two dollars. Of
0: those. Yes. still
1: like I could spend 12 American dollars and get like a thing of kernels and it's good for like 15 or plus pots of popcorn
0: oh shit I already have that I already do that
1: yeah but you said it was more expensive
0: yeah I, I have it though I have like a big fucking container but like anytime I get the chance to buy movie popcorn okay no, all the, all the preparedness is done for me already. I just eat.
1: Yeah, I I, I figured that would be more expensive because it usually is.
2: Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tookie Steak Podcast. We are back again, your favorite hockey podcast that clearly is very rarely about hockey, especially this time of year. It's shaping up to be... Another shorter show, gentlemen, because right now we're all just waiting to see who's going to make the playoffs. That's pretty much all that we have going for us. But in the meantime, I mean, Endo, we we kind of know how you are. Is there anything else you uh you failed to mention, or are you just in popcorn bliss? I
0: started and recorded my beer pro, so I'm actually jumping into that fully. I tried doing cutting the YouTube, uh, editing the stuff that I had. I was what I was streaming. Uh, was not fun because I was playing as a goalie for Arizona.
2: Was <laughs> that with my well, rosters, by the way?
0: And they were your your rosters.
2: <laughs> so your best defenders are seventy-seven.
0: Yes. <laughs> and you know, I thought challenge. I could counteract it by making my goalie six foot fucking nine and like two sixty or whatever the fuck you can do. It didn't help. Mm. I'm I'm a literal wall, and and it's and. Nothing.
2: Close quarters, man. <laughs> Silver power.
0: Oh my god. I have like a <sighs> 9.30 save percentage, but they lose every fucking game by like four goals.
1: Mm. That's literally Arizona's goaltenders. It is, yeah.
0: <laughs> For like the last two decades. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Congratulations. You are Mike Smith 11 years ago.
0: I mean, like Arizona's always had good goaltending, but just shit everything else.
2: yeah Yeah. kind of yeah kind of um hmm. so I have something to mention NHL wise but I don't know do we want to do we want to make this like a a negative positive negative and have sins how you doing in the middle to kind of break up the negativity (laughs) sure sin how are you
1: oh I'm doing good yeah just uh, had a nice gym session kicking some ass in Hogwarts uh legacy yeah (sighs) That's kind Much, of it. I got a bunch yeah. of YouTube stuff I got to do for Sports Gamer, too. So I'm doing that slowly throughout this week to wrap things up and then eventually get back on my own YouTube stuff once I get all the member rosters done.
2: There you go. So speaking of getting YouTube stuff back on track after finishing rosters. Um, so I, I did mention the idea of maybe starting up a a Pro. And now the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't know about that. Uh, especially when MLB is coming out, we're going to play a lot of Road to the Show. Um, so this past week, I started up on NHL franchise again. Started a right. series with Chicago. Of course, I changed the logo to piss some people off, and it worked perfectly. Oh, it worked perfectly. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. But how do you change the logo? Ah, uh, custom team. Oh, and then you replaced. Submit, yeah. That's okay. Submit, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So technically can't change it. It would have been nice because you could still like use the United Center, but I get why you can't. Um I noticed an issue when I was editing the rosters oh, and doing boy. like the test runs in franchise that I knew was going to be a problem once I started up franchise. And it it is a problem. And by the time this podcast is out, this episode of that I recorded last night that'll that'll be up on the YouTube side of things so will will be there and I explain it there too. But The AI, as I've said all year long, are the worst they have ever been in terms of team building and having any basic level idea of how to actually build a team from letting go of prospects they shouldn't be letting go of uh, in favor of either not signing anybody at all and having anywhere from 32 to 41 contracts in general um, to not signing decent prospects and signing players with low AHL top two defense in terms of potential. Uh, um, that's weird. I think it was LA that had Casper Simon Tyvall who was 20 years old, 70 overall high top nine. And they let him go, but signed <laughs> one of those defensemen like it's so literally I was going to have my typical like off season video of here's the start of free agency and we'll, the whole episode's free agency, the preseason, getting the team set. I had to cut that because I spent an hour and a half not only trying to set up my own team, but making sure that I went through and signed free agents and then traded them away to teams that actually needed more contracts to actually ice a proper fucking team, including teams that had anywhere between one Two or at most three goalies under contract. Legitimately, there was a team that had one goalie signed up to September 1st. Is that the team after building?
0: September 1st, it'll, it'll auto sign up September 1st, right?
2: Or what? Uh, it didn't. <laughs> they signed one <laughs> guy to, to get the bare minimum of two for the NHL level, but still, they just left a bunch of people unsigned. I'm having a tough time, man. I'm having a real tough time. I um you know good good friend of the show our our buddy Timo. I uh you know obviously you know got some thumbnails made for it to, to help a friend out you know ship him a little bit of extras you know he announced he's going to be a dad very very soon and it's like all right cool, yeah you know help out a friend and now I'm just like what do, what do I do <laughs> what do I do because legitimately I don't think franchise mode has ever been this bad and it's why i often stick with like draft of glory style stuff so that i never have to worry about what the ai teams are doing because they are the worst they've ever been so that's where i am right now um i'm enjoying streaming college football i'm going to enjoy the hell out of nba or nba mlb i enjoyed the hell out of nba um like shit even like wwe 2k 23 came out today (laughs) And I'm more, like, interested in that, I think, than I am. in. Fr- I am more interested in World of Chell than I am in franchise mode right now. And Let's I'm, I'm, go. I'm a, I'm a sad boy. We I'm a sad it. boy, though. Do you know how depressing that is for we me? We did it, Joe. They they did it. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota! <laughs>
0: Minnesota! Minnesota! <laughs> <laughs> i love that so much it's just uh, no occurring soda <laughs> uh,
2: i'm just i when i after i was done recording and, and i was laying in bed and i'm just like <laughs> uh, i just like what am i gonna do what am i gonna do with my channel can i really continue to attach it to nhl 23 do i just do old reviews of older hockey games? like what do i even do at this point i don't know got an idea know. I got I, I've i just
1: been like blissfully happy, like completely ignorant of, I mean, I know the teams are bad at running it, but if I don't look at them, I don't care. <laughs> like so i just i just ha- i just happily record my franchise modes focus on my team almost exclusively several times people have been like hey can you check around you know the lines of the league and like you know see what see what the league looks like here by like year five and I just i never do it because i'm like i know it's just gonna be stupid
2: Like, <laughs> you know you're you're smart i i wish i had the strength to not look, i'm also but- lazy so
0: it's just to a fault then it's just like oh you know what fuck it. i'm not gonna care no so i have Ah. an idea and it involves the friends and we go back to an older nhl game and we take over chicago blackhawks run safe
1: i mean we started like a fantasy draft and then we didn't do anything with
2: it well i do want to bring that back by the way i do want to bring that back i do think Um, the wheel of
1: positions was a little awkward though but I do we too. St- we could still do it, I guess.
2: Yeah, um, I do like that idea. I don't know if I still have all those old recordings. So, but it, enough time has passed that like restarting wouldn't be the worst idea anyway. Yeah. We weren't that super far into it. No. Um, but to Endo's point, like through the power of of emulation and what we were doing, like we could go back to. I mean, that's the thing though. I don't know, like viewership wise, what that would do to just be like, hey, we're gonna do a franchise mode in NHL 09 and play through a full season. I don't know how well that would do. But maybe I'm willing to try it. Maybe we, uh, you know, do the type of thing where it's like we edit in a week's worth of highlights, you know, like the week's games, make it in highlight form. Maybe that's the way to do it. Because I I don't know.
0: I don't know anyone else who's doing that. Like playing old games with friends kind of like co-op kind of style. Like no one is doing that in the NHL escape or the sports game escape. Like that's that's something that could break break through and break ground. Like that's why I originally wanted the Parsec pals on my own thing, but I'm glad that it kind of went to this thing that we all just kind of get together and just play games whenever.
2: Honestly, it might be the way because that's a sounds a hell of a lot. And we were already doing that, right? I mean, we, you know, we have done we did that before with Ottawa, so it's not as if it's like ah, no one could steal our idea. You already would be. We beat you to the punch already. Um, Exactly. But yeah, um, maybe that maybe that's the way. Maybe that is the way, because NHL 23 franchises... Woof. Yeah, that Ottawa
1: franchise was so much fun, man.
2: It was one I'm of my all-star. favorite things I think I've ever done. 69 goals, baby, plus 69.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking all-star. Oh,
2: God, I think all that's up on my second channel, if I'm not mistaken. So, oh, check yeah. that out, everybody. go you watch, watch that whole
0: series back, man.
2: Yeah, so, well, who knows? Every
0: week, yeah. Every week, we gotta get Danny Webster to do a summary of the week. Jesus. <laughs>
2: Was, that was one of the best parts But yeah who knows maybe uh we'll we'll see i'll try to break out of the early like i'm three episodes in for this nhl 23 franchise and i'm just like oh god it's so bad not the franchise itself um but you know you can only polish a turd so much before you're just like what's what's the point that type of thing but we'll see what the future brings who knows maybe more maybe more co-op seasons maybe we'll get back to the The other reviews that take a shitload more work, but hopefully they'll end up being worth it. Who's to say? Speaking of being worth it, as always, this podcast is brought to you by our lovely friends (laughs) at Manscaped. You can go to Manscaped.com and use code Toogie for 20% off your order and free shipping. That is code Toogie T-O-U-G-I-E at Manscaped.com. Get yourself some fantastic spherical deodorants. As Endo Mills currently has in his hand, along with a a variety of other top notch products, the lawnmower four point oh for groin and general body hair grooming, it's amazing. The beard hedger with the beard hedger pro kit. I'm sure Sim was looking for the comb. Yeah, my guess. I, I didn't
1: have yeah. it, but I'm not going to run away and get it like Endo. So
2: fair enough. <laughs> I'll leave that to um, him. God, just <laughs> Sorry, hold it, on. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is he, Charles Barkley?
1: Uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. Two-gate. Oh, <laughs>
2: uh, God. Manscaped.com. Highly endorsed by here, those of us here at the podcast. Highly endorsed by Charles Barkley. Let, let me, me tell know. you
1: something. Patrick
2: Kane. New York
1: Rangers. <laughs> worst defensive player. It's he's true. Doing, though he's doing pretty fucking awful there. It's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, I still was gonna. ninety-one <laughs> overall. Uh, offense, uh, defensive awareness. By the way, still ninety-one overall.
1: That's because they're the aware- their their freaking overall system is broken. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, it Needs it is. to be like Madden.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. Also, fourth Man. liners should be like seventy overall. Or seventy-five. Yeah, hey, they max. they are on
2: my rosters. At least a good amount of them. So yeah. But hey, what are you going to do? But I don't have your favorite player as a 99. So fuck you. I don't even know. Um, Yeah, uh, there was actually a a talking point about that for Patrick Kane where people are like, yeah, his defense sucks, but he has three points in five games. (laughs) It's like, oh, does he? Maybe all maybe everyone was wrong. The analytics community was wrong. Three points in five games and still shit defensively. You know, maybe it's like, or could it be that he wasn't horrific defensively solely because he was on a bad team? Could it be? Who's to say? Manscape.com. You,
0: you can <laughs> take the shit out of Chicago, shit Chicago, <laughs> but you can't take the shit out of the person. There you go.
2: <sighs> there you go. Or with that, yeah. I tried. I tried. <laughs> With that, let's go ahead and move on to some viewer questions as we do, and we'll kick things off with uh, the, I mean, it was really taken over for Piney as our our number one question input. Uh, From Scoopy Noopers, question for the podcast, in your opinion, which of these 80s science fiction fantasy movies are your favorites? Which haven't you seen? Which ones are terrible? Beastmaster, Conan the Barbarian, Crow, Legend, Masters of the Universe, Neverending Story, The Princess Bride, and Willow. Feel free to add any you think should be on this list. So,
0: yeah. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> yeah.
1: You're a little heavy, buddy we're, we're, going, we're down. going down yeah uh. <laughs> that's the uh. only one I've seen actually never ending story yeah Um. I uh, don't know uh. what the fuck I mean I know what Conan the Barbarian is I've literally never heard of any of those other ones is Masters of the Universe He-Man I believe so yes <laughs> no I was born in 1990
0: <laughs> at age 6 I was born without a face
1: I was born uh. in 1987
2: <laughs> I um Oh god. So I mean I'm kinda surprised like you gotta include Alien. Eighties science yeah. fiction, fantasy. Like aliens are gonna be up there. Is Unless, that was fantasy that though? Like I Is know it's 70? science
1: fiction, but it's not fantasy because it's based in like a reality. Oh, of... Alien
2: was 79. Never mind. There we go. It doesn't make the cut. Ew. Damn. Aliens makes the cut. But you know. I, I mean, yeah, I would consider that. I mean, what what's the definition of fantasy? Does it have to be like shit? Does labyrinth count?
0: That's fucking weird. Do I
2: include labyrinth with David Bowie's weird oh, sexual Absolutely. Literature?
1: Yeah, that, that's one hundred percent of fantasy. It's not a science fiction fan. Like, here's the thing: he's he's worded it uh, weird because science
2: fiction and fantasy are two
1: very different things.
2: Yeah. Why not all three? <sighs> God. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen most of those, I, I, all of them either, aside from you know, like, Princess Bride. Oh, wait, the between, I have plus. seen the
1: Princess Bride. Uh, you know, you know, it's hilarious. As I was watching Criminal Minds, I realized the guy who plays Gideon is the one who plays Inigo Montoya in that movie. And it like clicked. I was like, holy shit. I never realized it before. It was amazing.
0: Holy shit.
1: <laughs> Breaking news.
2: Actors get different roles. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But fair enough. I've had moments like I think everyone has where it's like, oh shit, it's that person. Yeah. Because there's always one role you're going to identify people for the most. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Like Andre the Giant is Bigfoot. Oh
0: my God, I forgot about that.
2: Hey, he played Bigfoot in the six million dollar (laughs) man. Oh God. Anyway, movies. Yay. (laughs) Sin fucking buried that question in me. I did. I'm sorry.
1: I'm a, I'm a kind of a movie nerd, so my bad. It's oh, fine.
2: Uh, from RG Dust, favorite type of smoothie or milkshake. Am I a basic bitch for just being like strawberry milkshake, man? Does that make me a basic bitch? No, because I like vanilla milkshakes. Okay. <laughs> Endo, are you going to be the fancy one of the bunch? Of course he is.
0: I just love the two white guys. Like I like vanilla. I'm like, I like chocolate.
2: <laughs> fairness i said strawberries,
1: so we're covered that's because he's whiter okay. than i am oh, God. Kink.
0: <laughs> God. no i like a good cookie and cream that's always good to go with a nice vanilla bean i mean do frappuccinos count from like starbucks it's kind of like a it's kind of like a milkshake
1: or a smoothie it's kind of like a milkshake and a smoothie yeah, but it's made with coffee. I don't know.
0: That's a good question. It's like a frappe cappuccino, hence the name. Oh, there, there it is. Oh. You would
1: be walking around a fucking mall in Toronto with a caramel frappe,
2: <laughs> bag you? of movie theater popcorn,
1: <laughs> <laughs> going over to Auntie Ann's and getting yourself a pretzel.
0: Going to then going to H and M and buying clothes while Drake's music plays in the fucking back, background PA.
1: Oh, I was gonna say you seem more of an Abercrombie and Fitch kind of guy. That was too specific
2: nope. for Endo to not have actually happened.
0: Yeah. Abercrombie and Finch, yeah, that's way too. That's way too specific. I mean, H and M. I love H and M.
2: They have a bunch of you say Abercrombie and Finch.
0: I don't she- fucking know. <laughs>
1: just fucking Finch in there. Just that. That's the alternative. to Abercrombie and Fitch. There's one with Finch, and they're just in so there, there see, trying I to hold on to old gold. I don't even
0: know <laughs> the proper name.
1: It's right next to Hot Topic, which is where oh, Finch God. goes to get their outfit changes.
2: They're coming back for uh, this year's edition of the We Were Young Festival. They're coming back. Ooh, Finch. Finch. Oh, nice. Or uh, fucking thought that was a fucking California hardcore band or post-hardcore. What happened?
0: Remember we thought that was like a scam at one point?
2: Yeah, it actually happened. But of yeah. course everyone thought it was a scam because like the fire festival happened and it sounded too good to be true. Yep. Yeah. And then it wasn't. And then everyone who didn't go was like, oh fuck, I should have gone to that thing. You,
0: you wanna know why it wasn't a it, it actually worked out? You didn't have Jaw rule before him at the halftime show.
2: <laughs> but where he is it. he now?
0: Silence. Where, where is, is Jaw? The- <laughs> we need Jaw to make sense of this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh god. Oh, what's I wonder what Jaw rules up to? No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Scaring uh, <laughs> crypto.
0: That's what he is up to.
2: Uh from It's Called Soccer, thoughts on the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets news or other other NFL news. Uh it still today was
0: the... It's not gonna help him.
2: <laughs> good answer. Good answer. <laughs> um yeah, today was the start of NFL NFL free agency. Yeah, Um, there were some kind of interesting moves. But the biggest thing right now in football is what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, because the New York Jets have kind of gone all in. They still have Zach Wilson as their quarterback, but he is the only quarterback on roster. They lost the legend Mike White uh, to the Miami Dolphins. So they are kind of all in and just waiting to see if Aaron Rodgers is going to uh, follow in Brett Favre's footsteps and go to the New York gym. <laughs> Brett
0: Favre.
2: Brett Favre.
0: Brett Favre. <laughs> Brett Favre. Go <laughs> you know, a
2: great <laughs> way. Brett Favre. <laughs> oh. Steals
0: from children. Brett Favre. Oh, damn <laughs> Oh, shit.
2: <laughs> Steal money to build volleyball courts. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, fuck Sen's the poor Brett Bar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck, man. Blimp. Why are all Jesus. of my, like, fa- like the, the two QBs for the Packers that I fucking loved so much just turned out to be pieces of shit, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. Well, I, so mean, I don't hey, really top. care that Rogers is gone. Maybe the Green Bay will actually rebuild as they've needed to, or at least I don't know. They uh, they, they just didn't do any good job of building around Rodgers. Then again, Rodgers They got one like, Super
2: Bowl out of it and said, fuck it.
1: Yeah, we got one. Su- you know, that's still good. I, I still consider that a good run for a QB, like yeah. one of his pure talent. But still, again, it, it's just further proof that it does take a good team and a good organization to win championships.
2: And it does. I will say, though, it's like, yeah, you know, for you, it's like, oh, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the worst Tom Brady did was kiss his son on the lips. And have that MAGA hat in the his locker. Oof! Oh, I forgot about that. Perfectly yeah. positioned
1: <laughs> so they could, the you cameras could see it. Yeah. Uh, it was
2: planted there.
1: Black helicopters. <laughs> it was planted there by the deflate gate. Something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Roger Goodell trying to tear down Tom Brady.
1: You know what happens? <laughs>
2: Won't stand for it. We know globalists try to tear down the so all time. Big, big
0: deflate gate and you son up an arms. You piece of shit. You're you're faking. You're a coward. Come back here.
1: Oh, God, it just sprints after something. <laughs>
0: yeah. God, my favorite is um, someone edit words Minecraft and the person's oh, a creeper. He was to explode.
2: oh my god (sighs) so yeah Aaron Rodgers probably to the New York Jets it'll be fun from Tomas what is your dream Lego kit did we not answer this we had something about Lego before I don't remember if it was the dream Lego kit or not
1: my dream Lego kit is a bucket of bunch of random ones so I can make my own thing
2: that's what is that, a, point that's, of
1: Lego? That's why I'm a Ravenclaw because
0: I think outside the box with a creative mind. Oh, my okay. favorite—the one that I always wanted was the hockey set. They had one back in the day where you had like you pop, you push it down like it. It was yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: No, exactly but I I know something different that I'm going to talk about in a second that I'm going to change my answer to.
0: So they had like okay. these like weird sets and they um I think they it was a part of a collection with McDonald's. And you get the Happy Meal toy and everything. You get to get a toy. There was one where it was like basketball. One where it was soccer. One where it was hockey. Complete the set I by getting diabetes. <laughs> I wanted that hockey set so fucking bad. I mean, they eat fucking popcorn for a living. I, I wanted that set so fucking bad. You have no idea. And it was too expensive and I couldn't afford it. Because then they also had like minifigures with like hockey sticks as well. And God, I hate living lower middle class.
1: Not enough shifts at the chimney sweep. Yeah, (laughs) please, please, sir,
0: (laughs) some more. I want a mini. I paid me in minifigures, sir.
1: outfit that his mom had him in, man. Amazing. It was amazing. God, dude, I was dressed up like a fucking train conductor one time, like a little (laughs) one of those. (laughs) That was me every fucking day, and the fucking corduroy, like.
0: Jesus, you had the corduroys too. Jesus Christ, man! Oh man, what? Why you... was
2: corduroy a
0: thing? I don't know.
2: Dude, my dad was too busy dressing me up and brewing stuff. You guys are nerds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're just an East Coaster, man.
0: Yeah. Ah, uh, going Not... to a funeral, just put on your Bruins jersey. It's black,
1: <laughs> honestly.
2: Put on the black one. <laughs> Uh, I do have an answer for this, but sin, you said you were going to change yours.
1: Yeah, there was, uh, cause endo reminded me by saying this hockey set. My friend had a Lego set of like this soccer thing where you put oh it all God. together and then the little guys were on these pegs and you could actually play soccer. Like you could, get they get would, you would like flick them. Yes. You would like yeah. flick them back and yeah. forth. We would play like that, but we would name all the players <laughs> there after like sharks players or whatever. And like pretend it was hockey still. And, and you could they score. Had a it basketball was, it was one so cool. Too.
0: They had a basketball one, too, and then one where you put the guy in the minifigure and you put him there and you press the back and he dunks. He dunks the ball, too. It was, dude, oh. I'm having, like, a flashback right now. I feel so uncomfortable right now. This is great. <laughs> dude. Oh, God. Um, I have never said dude this much in my life. Dude. Dude.
1: bro, yeah. that's, that's cultural appropriation. Stop it. <laughs>
2: You only get three dudes per hour when you're speaking to a Californian. Oh, fuck. (laughs) It's in the rules. Oh, Oh, fuck. Um, I don't know if there is, but there has to be a Lego Stanley Cup, right? Mm -hmm. There has to be. Probably. Yeah. I want one of those.
1: I want one of those. And then every year, Gary Bettman sells you an expansion to put the new team on it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Get the new thing. I can drop it and dent it. Like, uh, Obey Kubel
0: <laughs> You know what's funny? The Avalanche posted a Lego recreation of the Stanley Cup ceremony
2: That's pretty cool And they didn't That's have uh, awesome.
0: Kubel drop the puck though Drop the, the, the trophy
2: mm. let, me, let me post it I, on
0: the thing
1: That being said, one of my favorite bands Dispatch, someone made a fan video of them as Legos and put it to one of their music and then Dispatch bought it off them and used it as their official music video
0: I think I've seen that. Cool. Yeah,
1: I don't know if you've seen it, Nendo. It's a pretty. It's a band that I don't expect many people to know.
0: Uh, no, I've I've seen a lot of stuff like that because back in like grade, back when I was like ten, eleven, twelve, I was really into stop motion animation, and this is right when like YouTube was at its becoming its big thing and having a big animation push, and I remember just like watching a shit ton of animation stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, well, the song was out way back then. Yeah. 2013,
2: 2013. It. no
1: it was out way before that oh Man, yeah this band's this band's been around since the mid 90s
2: oh i i'm aware of dispatch i'm just saying for endo is like yeah oh. youtube i was in high school 2013
0: yeah oh god yeah i've seen this i just looked I it up right alcoholic. now i've seen in this
1: 2013
0: <laughs> Get on my level endo <laughs> get some life ex-
1: get some life experience bitch how oh oh 15 oh yeah I was like 20. Yeah, so I was, was not 15 years ago. Just calm down.
2: Ugh. And it was released ago, November 30th, 2007. I want to
0: think about that. On their official. Okay. Oh,
2: God. From AJ, who would you say is the future in the big four sports in terms of being the next McDavid, LeBron, Brady, Trout? So, me. I, I took the liberty of answering this for you. Um, let me know if you disagree. I mean, hockey wise, in terms of hype level, it's kind of bedard. I mean, in terms of anyone else who is expected to kind of go, let's say McDavid is the McDavid mm-hmm. in terms of like the next <clears throat> one, because we still yeah. haven't even seen peak McDavid, presumably. Yeah. So he kind of already is that next guy. In terms of basketball hype level for a prospect. It's it's Victor Wembanyama who hasn't been drafted yet. He will be this year. Um, that guy is a fucking freak of nature. Man, I don't know if you guys have seen this dude or heard of this dude. Seven foot two Um, is like it. Like human beings, like I don't understand how a human being can like. He is. It's as if someone perfectly crafted this guy for basketball. He's (laughs) seven foot two. He has a wingspan of a seven forty seven. It's fucking ridiculous. Like he is practically a monstar. (laughs) <laughs> like, he could seriously probably stand He's in the, the free Blue throw line star. for his free <laughs> yeah. throws and just go, and just put it in. I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, here, I will link you guys a picture in our little chat right here. Look yep. at this motherfucker's wingspan. It's Holy ridiculous. Shit. His mm-hmm. arms look like fucking stilts. It's insanity. Um, you know
0: what he reminds me of? Just the arm span. There was this, like, I think it was a Slovakian or Slovenian basketball player who was, like, seven foot six who got really popular. And he was super skinny, and when he ran, it just looked really fucking weird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it up. Hold on. Oh uh, god.
2: But uh, yeah, this dude's this dude's insane. And the thing is, like, he's not like the one dimensional. Oh, get it to him down low, and he'll score. Like, he he shoots the ball a lot. He can That's shoot cool. threes. Like he's fucking good. So yeah, he's Adam. He's Sandwich that kind to go of go after him. <laughs> That next one, Here he um, is. football wise, in terms of like, oh, who's the next in line after Brady? Like, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. He's already there, just won another Super Bowl. And then baseball wise, behind Trout, go figure, it's his teammate Shohei Otani, who is the yeah. biggest thing in baseball right now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really know. I, I'm intrigued to see if anyone who's listening to this would kind of disagree. I, I almost
1: feel like football it's so different as a sport than the other ones that it's like. I don't even know if you can consider Mahomes one of those. It's just that, like, how do you quantify it? In fo- it's so much harder to quantify it in football. No, I'm not going to deny Mahomes is fucking incredible. But, like, I don't know. I've, maybe he is. I I, maybe he is like that guy. But, like, well, the what, conversation what kind of freaks of nature? Like, I'm just trying to think in, like, terms of football, the
2: kinds of freaks of nature. Like, I don't know. It's hard. For me, like the conversation, I think as AJ kind of phrased it, like the future of the big four sports. So it's kind of like, hey, here's the person who is known as the best. Oh, then yeah, absolutely.
1: It's Mahomes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If if it was terms of like freaks of nature, it'd probably be like some offensive lineman who's 350 pounds and can do more pull ups than anyone else on earth. Yeah. Someone like that in the NFL. NFL Wasn't there
0: like like an offensive lineman this year at at the, the combine? That did like four foot six forty yard dash,
2: something like that. Dude, the yeah. combine's fucking stupid, but boy, oh, yeah. don't I love reading about some of the results? Um, I'm really excited for the NFL draft because there's especially like at the quarterback level, there's a lot of interesting guys. It was uh, Florida's Anthony Richardson. This dude's fucking huge. He's like 6'4", 231. two thirty one. He's got a forty inch vertical he could just launch the ball downfield like it was fired out of a cannon. It's fucking hilarious just watching freak athletes just do what they do. It's hilarious to me. Yeah. And like beyond like and again, not being like tied within like the rules of like the game because mid-game it's very tough to fully showcase athleticism, I feel like, which is why like when Connor McDavid does something nuts, it's like holy shit. Um, because, you know, for a a lot of times, it's like you don't fully get to kind of showcase that athleticism, but something like a combine allows you to do that uh, because you're not threatened with someone who's 6'2", 250 pounds trying to break your neck in the name of getting a football. (laughs) Anyway, God. Um, Yeah, AJ, shout out. Final question from Bring Back the Sound Tigers. The best NHL team since the turn of the century to not win the Stanley cup. So we're talking the last 22 years, the best NHL team to never win a cup. Sin, I feel like this question was designed for you. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty obvious who I think it is. And I don't know if the numbers will back it up, but
1: I'm pretty sure they have a really good chance to, and just considering that. Yeah.
2: Mm. Well, why don't you go ahead and what, what specific sharks team, I would, yeah, I would say
1: it's the late 2000s to, you know, the 2010s Sharks team. Yeah. Like, the mid to late 2000s and then into the 2010s, Yeah, it was that Sharks team, 100%. Like, when it was the era of Thornton. The Thornton era. Thornton, Marlowe, Nabokov era Sharks. Like, we won at least one President's Trophy around then. Mm-hmm. Made it to the conference finals, I think one time. It was in 06 or was it 07? What year did Carolina win the cup? Oh was that year. Okay, then yeah, it was 06. We made it to the conference finals. Everyone's head got taken off by Rafi
2: Torres. <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys brought in Rafi Torres a few years later and he Jesus. took everyone's head off until he got suspended for like 48 games or some yeah. shit like oh, that. Yeah, I that thought was it was crazy.
1: long. Was it 48? I thought for some reason I thought it was longer than that, but yeah, it was crazy.
2: Um I gotta look that up now.
1: I, yeah, for <laughs> me it hard. has to be the Sharks, like within that within Thornton's prime. Because we acquired him right as he was entering his prime. In a blockbuster steal of a trade. And we could not figure it out. There's so many great moments within that time period. Like there really was a Thornton slide at center ice uh, getting reverse swept. That is a great moment, although it sucked. It's still it's incredible that that happened like so many. So many crazy things. There was like a a comeback we had in a playoff game against the Kings and so many of our, you know, playoff things were against the Kings where we came back from like a four goal deficit. And won. Yeah, there's, you know, beating Detroit. In overtime, Hmm. the pass from or I think it was a pass. No, it was a shot off the pads of I believe it would have been Hoshik. Maybe it was Osgood and Marlowe buries it for the game winner. And I think it was a game seven or maybe it was a game six. I don't know, but it was just so many great moments and like so, so close. But then they always folded fucking getting swept by Chicago. (sighs)
2: So Rafi Torres. October of 2015. He was suspended for 41 games <laughs> yep. for a hit on Jakob Silferberg. In in the preseason, mind you, I was at that game, by the way. This is the longest suspension ever given by the NHL for a hit on another player, and he never played an NHL game. It did lead me to looking up suspensions. Yep. Um, and there's some interesting ones. Um in terms of games. That is still the longest in NHL history, is 41 games. The next highest, December of 07, New York Islanders forward Chris Simon was suspended for 30 games for stomping on Yarko Rutu's ankle during a timeout.
0: Oh, my God.
2: You had the original Austin Watson suspension, which was 27 games. This was after his arrest uh, for domestic assault. That was reduced to 18 games, though. Um, Also, uh, in 2007, October, Jesse Bollerese was suspended 25 games for cross-checking Ryan Kessler in the face. Uh, (laughs) Chris Simon again in March of 07. Uh, So, you know, uh, twice he was suspended. This time it was 25 games for slashing Ryan Hallweg in the face. Um, Yeah, so shout out to Chris Simon. He's on that list a lot. But the longest listed suspensions on uh, this article... Uh, in terms of games, Alex Perez Hogan on the AHL's Hamilton Bulldogs Brother. in April of 04 was suspended for 89 games. Holy shit. He oh, slashed what? Garrett Stafford in the head and was suspended okay. for five playoff games and then all 80 regular season games and four more playoff games the following year if they were to make it so 89 games in total for him um in the OHL in october of 09 michael liambas who i believe made the nhl with nashville maybe another team uh was suspended for 68 games uh for a check that ahead of kitchener rangers ben finelli giving him a fractured skull finelli eventually recovered well that's nice um Can we just
1: talk about how, like, that one dude slashed someone in the head and effectively, like, his hockey career was over? Like, he missed one huge year of development. That's just fucking... I'm not saying it was the wrong decision or anything. That's just, like, fucking
2: consequences, man. Now, there are four suspensions that are not listed in games, but in years. (laughs) Nice. KHL Demir oh. Raspaev was suspended for a year and a half in August of 2016. He initiated a violent bench clearing brawl. Uh, he was originally banned for life, but it was changed to a year and a half.
1: I think I've watched that bench
2: clearing brawl on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Slava Voinov was suspended from the NHL for right. a year and a half for obvious reasons. 1975 Dan Maloney of the Detroit Red Wings was suspended for two years but was also banned from playing in Toronto he was he was charged with assault causing bodily harm after he attacked Brian Glennie of the Maple Leafs in exchange for a no contest plea Maloney did community service work and was banned from playing in Toronto for two seasons. Holy shit. And the final one, 1927, Boston Bruins' Billy Kotu, nicknamed the Wild Beaver, was suspended (laughs) because it was the 20s. What?
0: What a fucking name. (laughs) The Wild Beaver.
2: Oh my god. (laughs) He was suspended for two and a half years for assaulting referee Jerry LaFlemme, tackling referee Billy Bell, and he (laughs) started a Stanley Cup bench-clearing brawl, apparently on the orders of Coach Art Ross. He was originally banned for life, but uh, the penalty was reduced to two and a half years, but he never did play in the NHL again.
1: Fucking renamed the Art Ross trophy, apparently. It's tainted. (laughs)
2: But yeah, shout out to uh, Billy Kotu, the, the wild beaver. Um, damn. Damn. So that was unexpected to kind of go down the uh, list of suspensions, but thank you to Rafi Torres for that. Um, back to the original question of best team to never win a Stanley Cup since the turn of the century. I oh, yeah, did look up a few started. teams. That is where we started. Um, the 2018, 19 Tampa Bay lightning deserve a shout 62 wins and getting swept by Columbus in round one, but they've won, but they, they did win. That's uh, true. Best team to never want to stay on the cup since the turn of the century is fair. I viewed this as like the best team individually. Like what was like the best team that didn't live up to their potential in a given year It was how I read it. But oh. I mean, to your point, yeah, if we're talking about best team to not win, in the it's San Jose hands down. Um, but if we were going off of those individual years, uh, oh, the 05, tough, yeah. the O five O six 06 Red Wings won 58 games, lost to Edmonton in six games in the first round. Um, have to shout out the, uh, 2013 and 2019 Boston Bruins. um, the oh nine ten 9 10 Washington Capitals won 54 games, lost in the first round, Game 7 to Montreal. The 2015-16 Washington Capitals <laughs> won 56 games, lost to Pittsburgh in Round 2 in six games. The Capitals might have topped uh, San Jose, in, in the, if we're framing it that way, yeah. had they not won. Uh, yeah, one they, the Capitals because... kind of
1: took over that from the Sharks at the latter half of the 2010s, especially like starting win presidents and then never winning cups. And because also won.
2: on this list is the 2016-17 Capitals who yep. lost to Pittsburgh in Game 7 in the second round. They won 55 games. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's all over this list. And then maybe the most sad example outside of San Jose, because I do view that as being pretty sad. 2010 11 vancouver canucks because they are still 12 years later dealing with the aftermath of that particular failure they have never <laughs> never been the same since losing that series so yeah it kind of depends on how you frame it right are we talking franchise to have not won it that has been the best consistently through that time or we'll talking individual teams um But yeah, I'd I'd say if it's overall franchise, you have to look at the Sharks just for how good they were. But yeah, there's quite a few great teams that fell flat on their face, which, um, you know, concerns me for the Bruins, who became the fastest team to 50 wins in NHL history. They beat the record. They did it in 64 games. The previous record was 66, which was a tie between that 18-19 Lightning team and and the 95-96 Red Wings. But the Bruins are the first team to clinch a playoff spot. And hopefully it goes a bit further than that. Please. Um, but yeah. Hey, thank you, everybody, for the questions. Because outside of 47 minutes of questions, uh, we kind of have three things to talk about. So that's fun. And uh, before we get to that, what do you got?
0: You never asked me what team. The 2012-2013... Toronto Maple Leafs. They should have won the cup that year. Oh, was that the... Uh, that was the, the Maple that Leaf the four meltdown. goal meltdown.
1: Yeah. Yep. yeah, that was 4-1.
0: <laughs> it was 4-1.
1: No, fuck it was. that team because, you know, the fan base then turned on James Reimer.
2: Yeah. <sighs> James Reimer, who was hoping to get I mean, traded away from San Jose and didn't. I mean, or that's God. a...
0: That's a that's, that's what we a got leaf thing. Though. Like, that's a leaf thing where they immediately hate anyone who used to be on the team. Guess what like Morgan good...
1: Riley's next. Yeah. Just saying, it's already happening. It's gonna happen. It's,
0: it was Justin Hall and now the, everyone's kind of like, yeah, we're just going to make fun of Morgan Riley now. Then he's going to go elsewhere, kind of like the guy we're going to talk about soon and just probably do good. Dominate and play really fucking well.
2: Oh, the Justin Hall hate hasn't stopped though.
0: <laughs> yeah, but oh, I'm, yeah.
2: I'm
1: talking about like the, the there was always a scapegoat. You know, it was Gardner, <laughs> and then it was Caudry. Before <laughs> that, it was you know Reimer, as we said. Like the like they can't help themselves. Riley's going to be under a microscope in the playoffs, and if they lose, no matter what, he's going to be blamed.
2: Agreed. Um, worth noting for that 2013 run, uh, the Leafs would have played the Rangers in the next round, who the Bruins beaten five. If they made it past the Rangers, they would have had to play the number one seed Penguins, who the Bruins swept and then lost to Chicago in six. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: damn. I can't. Yeah, dude, after that performance, I'm kind of surprised you. Well, I mean, mm. again, it's hard to sweep a team and have all that time off and then come engage. Did you win game one or lose? <clears throat> uh, for what series? The Stanley Cup after you swept Pittsburgh.
2: Oh God! I, you know, I've tried not to remember <laughs> anything about this, but I'm kind of uh, curious to, to quickly I... uh, look this up. Game one, what? Oh, fucked! Oh my God! Game one, PTSD, triple overtime. Chicago wins four to three.
1: Oof. Oof.
2: I, that was the game where Andrew Shaw. Was that the headbutt game or was that a different one? No, that was when Andrew. Shaw I think Shaw trucks. scored the winner, but I don't remember if that was the headbutt game.
1: Shaw was on the Ducks when he headbutt. Oh, wait. Are you talking about headbutting the puck in or no? Yeah. Shaw was on the Ducks when he but the puck in.
2: No, he was on the Hawks when that happened. He never played for the Ducks. Oh, it, no. Then it was It might have been a different Ducks. headbutt. It might have been against the Ducks then, yeah. But, yeah, he he did score the triple overtime winner. Okay, because so. I distinctly remember the Ducks uniforms. Yeah. Yeah, the Bruins were uh, up 2-0 in that game. Uh, both goals for Milan Lucic. And then, yeah. Chicago tied it triple. O. I remember up for that entire game. <sighs> <laughs> Fuck. Ugh. Oh, great memories. Then the Bruins won game two, two to one in overtime. And game three, two zero in Boston. 28 saves shut up for Toka Rask. Keep trying to blame him, you fucks. I will never let that go. How people fucking blamed him. Uh, Chicago won game four, six, five in overtime game five, three to one. And then game six <laughs> tied it and scored the winner within 17 fucking seconds to avoid game Ooh, seven, man. It's been 10 years as of this June, since that happened. I don't know, man. Still hurts. It does, man. That it, that 2019, like, okay. So 2019, I feel like now doesn't hurt as much. Because they just never really showed up for that game seven at home. It hurts. Like you have game seven on home ice and you fucking blow it. It hurts. But man, 2013, there should have at least been a game seven. Like that's choking. 17 seconds, tying goal and winning goal. You don't even get to overtime to try and force game seven. You just outright turned off and thought, yep, we got it. And Chicago said, LOL. Um, Again, that. That is a part of the reason as to why I am so difficult uh, towards the ownership for Chicago and those teams, because it pisses me off to think that there were uh, some really shitty people that benefited from an amazing fucking hockey team uh, that won those cups. Anyway, um, Endo kind of mentioned another player we were going to talk about. I wanted to mention two players in particular post trade deadline that were moved that have been doing very, very well in the first is Rasmus Sandin of the Washington Capitals, Knew he would. who has eight points in four games on mm-hmm. the Caps?
1: This is why I wanted him when we were talking about those uh, trade potential things, like when regarding Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer. And like mm-hmm. if Carlson went to the Leafs, I'm like, yeah, I want Sandin back. This is exactly why, like, he's really good. Put him on a team with an actual proper dis-
2: distribution of lefties and righties. Yeah, so he was traded. For Eric Gustafson, who in Washington had 38 points in 61 games. As a Leaf, he has zero points in three games. And a first-round pick this year that belongs to Boston. I get a lot of people like, man, that first-round pick, though. But this so far has looked fucking worth it for Washington. Very, very limited sample size. But if this is anything uh, to kind of go off of, this looks like it could have been an amazing, amazing deal for the Capitals. They're it still almost a bit feels... out of the pre- playoffs though, right? Uh, they Last are. Checked, but yeah. It almost feels like they managed to replace Dimitri Orloff with a younger model. <laughs> is what it feels like. But yeah, right yeah. now, Washington, they are five points back of the second wild card holders, uh, the New York Islanders with one game at hand. Yeah, um, it's tough. They could still make it despite getting rid of Orloff and Hathaway, but yeah, they have the the Eastern wildcard race is fucking close. Do they own
1: their own first? I know they traded Boston's first.
2: Uh, the Washington Capitals do have their own first round pick. Yes. Oh, yeah, they're fine. Then that's a great trade. You got a younger yeah. fucking
1: defenseman. You shedded some stuff. That's not going to help you. It's it's good for them. They're like kind of trying to do a reset here. Maybe get themselves a decent player who can hopefully be NHL
2: ready by the time or when OV is still in the league. Yeah. That Eastern wildcard race right now is nuts, though. At the time of recording, it's Pittsburgh on 78, Islanders on 76. First out is Florida on 73 points with a game at hand on the Islanders. Then Washington on 71 with a game at hand. And Ottawa at 70 with two games at hand. And Buffalo, Detroit, both on 69 points. So seven games back. They do have games at hand but they're Detroit and Buffalo are kind of on the hot seat right now. Like they need to have a strong rest of March if they're going to actually be able to push. Whereas the Western wildcard race GGs basically um, it's Edmonton and Colorado Edmonton on 80 Colorado on 78, then Nashville on 73 Calgary on 73 and then no one else is close. So, you know, you're kind of, slot Edmonton and Colorado in playoff spots. I can't imagine Nashville or Calgary uh, pushing to make it, which yeah. again, as we talked about before, is insane to think that the uh, Kachuk-Huberto trade might result in both teams missing the playoffs. Yeah. Crazy. It is kind of nuts. Uh, the other player I wanted to mention for Sins Vegas Golden Knights, Jonathan Quick is 3-0 and with a nine thirty nine save percentage... And a shutout as a member of the Golden Knights because, of course, he is. I'm hearing helicopter noises and
1: <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's it's Jonathan. He still got it in him. You put him on a better team, you know. He just yeah, it's, it's and if if you make him feel slighted in any way, he's gonna fuck you up because Dude, he's Jonathan an emotional player. Motivation. Yes, he's an <sighs> emotional player. Like I know that as well as King Kings fans because of how much I showed or I saw his ass getting crazy. The man yeah. dove out of his crease to try to tackle Tomash hurdle once <sighs> like <laughs> he fucking <laughs> held onto his leg like a toddler. It was hilarious. Like now I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Didn't get a penalty because you know, goalies, but uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Had an 8.76 save percentage with a 3.5 goals against average in 31 games as a King this year. And again, now has a 9-39 with a 1-9-7 goals against. Granted, only in three games. But man, I mean, with Logan Thompson being hurt, this could be exactly kind of what the doctor ordered here for Vegas is to just get a really determined goaltender. (laughs) I'm
1: actually worried about him now. I wasn't. I was like, they're going to probably lose in the playoffs. Their goaltenders aren't going to cut it. Now I'm worried. Because now they have Jonathan Quick. They're definitely going to make the playoffs. They're not going to falter, as I was hoping they would. Uh, Yeah. God, just anyone beat them. (laughs) I just don't want to see them win a cup, man. Yeah. I just need them Um, to hasten their demise. Because it's going to happen with that thin-ass prospect pool.
2: Eventually. Or they'll just keep finding ways, (laughs) maybe. Well, Mark Stone might be cooked at this point. Which yeah, I believe, of... he's, I believe
1: he's out for the rest of the season. No, I so. know, but I mean, career-wise, because like, that's like a back thing, I'm mm. pretty sure, which is... I'm, I'm not hoping that he's ancient. cooked, but like, goddamn, dude, Vegas, they...
2: Yeah. They're in a spot. They're yeah. in a spot. Two other things to mention here. Uh, the first was a story that I did not hear about at all until someone asked within the viewer questions, it was actually RG dust. If we were going to mention it, Um, you know, in preparation for the show, I always, you know, if I see something, I'll save it or, you know, I'll go through our hockey and kind of see, okay, what were the biggest things that happened since our last show? This was not one of the most talked about things. And I'm very surprised by that. Um, The headline on an article from CBC is that four members of the WHL's Moose Jaw Warriors have been suspended for the rest of the season. With their coach and GM each getting suspended for five games after a, quote, off-ice incident, the team has also been fined $25,000. So Um, what happened? Exactly what happened has not been disclosed, but it was while a team was on a road trip in Edmonton. The league announced that there was an investigation into a violation of team rules and league policies, Uh, Like I said, the players that have been suspended have obviously been named. Um, I've gone back and forth on naming them, but people can find it. Uh, There is a 16-year-old, two 16-year-olds involved, a 19-year-old, and a 21-year-old. So shout out to that 21-year-old being involved in this. And they will be required to complete further personal conduct and respect training to be reinstated by the league. One of those players, the 19-year-old, is an Edmonton Oilers draft pick. Um... Now, there was another headline from the Edmonton Police Service saying that the incident that led to the suspension was not criminal in nature, which is interesting because the WHL said that while the player's conduct was not found to be criminal, it violated team and league rules outlined in its standard uh, conduct policy, which includes guidelines in five areas, racial slash derogatory comments, Mm-hmm. Abuse, bullying, harassment, and hazing, social media and networking, personal conduct, diversity, and inclusion. So you can kind of think about what probably would have happened if it was a violation of their conduct policy, yet somehow not criminal in nature. It's it's a weird kind of story because obviously they're not fully – got to kind of read between the lines on things. Um, you know, my response to this, though, is – Five years ago, would we have heard about this? Nope. Ten years ago? Three years ago, let alone ten. Three years ago, we might not have heard about something like this. So it is nice to see that maybe just possibly uh, there's be some improvements. But yeah, the league said it would not provide more information on the incident, quote, out of respect for the privacy of all parties involved. So... You know, some people might read that as like, oh, they're protecting the abusers. But at the same time, it might just be whoever the hell. Like, again, you got to kind of be left to read between the lines. You would presume this is a hazing, you know, situation. And I'm sure it's more about protecting those who were at the on the receiving end of this. Um, But yeah, I mean, hey, shout out to Moose Jaw there. They said, hey, we fully accept this. Uh, and we have to do better as a team. But I thought it was worth uh, worth noting that. And how much did you hear about this at all? Because again, for me, I didn't hear about this until today.
0: I heard about this a while ago, but it was uh, I heard about it when it was an indefinite suspension. So there was hmm. no real information about it yet. It said that oh, four players been suspended indefinitely for breaking team protocol or whatever the fuck it was. So like, there's been like nothing about it whatsoever until basically today. Well, not today, but like when they announced this. Yeah. So like when I saw it, I'm like, this is weird. They're not saying what it was because it must have been really bad. And if it's not criminal in nature, it means it must have been something morally fucking terrible to do to someone or whatever the situation might have been.
2: Yeah, I looked it up and the original article detailing the suspensions was from February 12th. Wow. And the article mentioning the suspensions came out March 10th. So, yeah, that entire time I am as plugged into the hockey scene and the news cycle as much as anybody. I didn't see a damn thing about this until now. And again, we wouldn't even have mentioned it if it wasn't brought up. So um, while it's nice to know that, hey, things might be looking a little bit better. um, Something like this in terms of news still kind of snuck under the radar. So um, that said, there's only really one. G, you know, gigantic, huge story in the hockey world over the past couple of days. It's our final thing to talk about today. And that is that Philadelphia Flyers fans, while they weren't able to celebrate anything uh, monumental at the trade deadline, aside from maybe acquiring Brendan Lemieux, because they didn't trade uh, JVR, they have decided to quote part ways with general manager Chuck Fletcher. And of course, former player and great Danny Briere, who has been the special assistant to the GM—that was his role—is going to take over as team interim general manager. So first and foremost, I want to uh, I want to mention Chuck Fletcher because he is—he uh, he was not a popular guy with his time in Philadelphia. Uh, He was named general manager back on December 3rd, 2018. So just over four years now uh, as the GM of this team. And uh, yeah, obviously you can kind of talk about there's all the different aspects. So pretty much three main aspects, the signings, the drafts, the trades, um, and his cap friendly page has all of that. But again, you're talking about a Flyers team that is nowhere near the playoffs. All they did. uh, This was their trade deadline. Uh, they traded Patrick Brown and Zach McEwen for Brendan Lemieux, a fifth and a sixth. That is it on a team that is well out of the playoffs with JVR on an expiring contract, Justin Braun on an expiring contract pathetic, um, and some other players as well that you probably could have looked at moving.
1: It's absolutely uh, pathetic like that. They didn't.
2: Yeah. I mean, that was kind of listed as like the main catalyst for This decision, Um, you are also talking about, well, I mean, his last big trade was acquiring Anthony D'Angelo in the offseason. We can talk about, we are just, we are six days away from the one year anniversary of the Claude Giroux trade Um, where their return was Owen Tippett, a third, and a first round pick now, I believe in 2025, Um, because it was a conditional selection actually it's still listed as 2024 if that pick is top 10 it becomes a 2025 and that was talked about a lot especially with 50 percent retained for Giroux that was talked about as a pretty meager return especially when they gave up a first to get Ben Sherratt the Panthers did Flyers only get a first a third and Tippett who you know former you know 10th overall pick but 23 at the time this year as a flyer 34 points in 61 games that's not bad but that's more middle six instead of mm-hmm. yeah. anything higher than that um there was the voracek for atkinson swap which hasn't really worked out for either team due to injuries rasmus Ristolainen <laughs> for <laughs> for robert haig a first round pick in 2021 that became Isaac Rosen and a second round pick this year. They gave up Shane Goss Bear for nothing and also tacked on a second and seventh round pick to do it. They acquired Ryan Ellis, who has been out due to injury for Phil Myers and Nolan Patrick. Um, his trading history is rather unimpressive, I think is the best way to put it. It's also completely
1: bipolar. I'm adding. No, I'm subtracting. I'm adding. No, subtracting. Like,
2: yeah, 100%.
1: How the fuck do these people get jobs, man? Nepotism. I know, but (laughs) it's like, fuck me, man.
2: It is a big time boys club with that Mm -hmm. team for sure. Um, yeah, his, his trade history. If I were to do one of those GM trade history videos on Chuck Fletcher, um, there's a lot of draws and uh, you could argue very few wins. And that's the thing. A lot of Flyers fans were rightfully worried about this because he was the general manager in Minnesota. Minnesota! Minnesota! <laughs>
1: Minnesota!
2: Minnesota! <laughs> For eight years, almost nine. And uh what did the Wild accomplish from two thousand
1: nine to twenty eighteen? Lot of flyers.
2: Nothing. <laughs> We're worried about that. Um the draft history for Chuck Fletcher as well is not overly pretty in terms of return uh for Philadelphia. I mean his first class in twenty nineteen. Uh, I mean, Cam York is kind of worked out like that. It's it's a little bit spotty. It might need a little bit more time. I mean, the big thing is, like you said, Sin, it's, it's that back and forth between, okay, we're going this way. No, we're going this way um, to the point where there was a comment about him essentially using an app to kind of help gauge values. And I mean, you're going to get dunked on that because... It almost sounds like you were using NHL franchise mode where you leave the block open and just see what trade offers you get because it's like one second to be like, yeah, we're tearing down. The next second, nope, we're buying again. That is what happens when you do that on NHL 23, and that was certainly Chuck Fletcher's style of managing a team. So uh, will not be a fondly remembered time period for him in Philly. Danny Briere. Takes over. Now, they and I paid close attention to this uh, because it, it, it was kind of, you know, directly in front of me um, with Danny Briere. He has been trained for this for the past couple of years um, when the Maine Mariners of the ECHL first became a thing. Uh, they were relocated from Alaska with the Alaska Aces over to Maine. The ownership of the team is uh, Comcast Spectacore, uh, who also own the Philadelphia Flyers, whose current general manager for the Maine Mariners is still Danny Breer. This whole ECHL team, in a lot of ways, was Philadelphia's project to start training up Danny Briere to be a future member of that front office. I don't know if they imagined, uh, under five years later, that he would now be their interim GM. That's kind of fast-tracked, but that is the situation uh, that they are currently in. And it's because of this, and this is from Jordan Hall on Twitter. In under four and a half years, the Flyers have fired Ron Hextall as GM, fired Dave Hextall as coach, fired Elaine Vino as coach, fired Chuck Fletcher as GM, had two interim coaches, Scott Gordon and Mike Yo, and now have an interim GM and in Danny Briere. All of that in four and a half fucking years. Jesus, seven. I mean, look, you can you can call out the Coyotes. I mean, you can call out a couple of teams for being the worst run organization in the NHL. The Flyers are at worst in that conversation.
1: Yeah, but they're an um, East Coast team and they have a decent fan base of loud people. Very loud people. <laughs> it's very it's very interesting how like cer yeah, certain teams just don't get that heat for being poorly run organizations, even though they clearly fucking
2: are. Mm. Yeah, like you'll see, I, I feel like a team like Columbus has taken more heat this year, and their biggest issues it's just been that they have been fucking brutalized by injuries. Yeah, they're injured.
1: Yeah, they're crazy injured.
2: Not that the Flyers haven't, but still, like, okay, their team's in similar situations, but one catches a lot more flack, and it's like, huh, I wonder why. You know? Large market versus the alternative. Um Elliot Friedman also mentioned uh he was talking uh, to Jeff Merrick, and he said, I think you're bang on with Carter Hart and that he's going to be available. Which that potential trade would certainly indicate that the direction moving forward, whether or not it's Danny Briere there the whole time or they bring somebody else in, that direction is going to be to rebuild this team.
1: I don't know. A 24-year-old goaltender is still pretty
2: young in terms of goaltenders, but but a good goaltender and can he hurts them by winning them games that they might likely lose otherwise.
1: Hmm. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. From that, that perspective, debate, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like,
1: I, yeah, he is a good goaltender. Like, uh,
2: I mean, unlike John Gibson, he can be on a bad team and still post good numbers. Hey, John Gibson did that for a long time until he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Very I'm going to die on that
1: hill. He sucks now. I will give you that. But for a yeah. while, he was incredible. I just like ragging on Ducks fans. Endo. All one of them. It's my friend. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Smoot exists in Joker.
2: So yeah, three. there's, a, cu- there's yeah. a couple. There you go. There's a few. Endo.
0: Uh. Also, speaking of this, you use the R word. You know, rebuild. Yeah. Um, Shout out to uh, at Broad Street Bull, Sam Cardishi, Flyers writer for Philly Hockey. Now he writes an article. I will I will pin this. I will send this in the in the in our group chat right now. This is how he starts his article. Flyers, Danny Briere uses R word. Welcome to oh, yeah, the challenge. The entirety of the replies are like, hey, you don't know, <laughs> know, which word we're using here?
2: Uh <laughs> oh. God, <laughs> I mean, Fly- Flyers media is still a lot of fun, isn't it? Like, no matter, like, it lives up to the city. It's good. It's a fun time. <laughs> Jesus. And then
0: someone said, Are you
2: rebuilding? <laughs> 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 oh oh God. my
0: God. Oh, And then someone Rebuild said, destroyed. The Flyers have been using R words in their front office for 20 years. I'm like, Oh boy. <laughs>
2: Mm. well see that's probably the
1: hard r too Mm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah jesus
2: just i've i've seen a lot of flyers fans say that they're still not overly happy yet because there is still like the boys club built in within the team um and that they'd like to see more people go Uh, before they they actually believe
1: for this like that's still the boys club and he played for the team like
2: yeah you know it's like they still have Bobby Clark in as senior vice president of the team Um, Paul Holmgren is still there as a senior advisor they have Ian LaPerriere as an assistant coach I mean definitely like Dean Lombardi's there as a special advisor to the G like yeah they definitely still have that kind of view of like well we got to gotta, you know, trade our own well in terms of giving them front office jobs even though it's like, that doesn't really work all that much.
1: It sounds um, good in a Dr. Dre song, but in practice, <laughs> it might not be that good.
0: So, so my question in my is... boy's
1: office jobs. No more living hard. Sorry.
0: <laughs> my question is, Sid, you said they used the hard R. Would the soft R be a retool? <laughs> Ooh. That's, yeah, you that's see, like... One. The Canucks won't use the hard R, but they'll use the soft R, right?
1: I was referring to something completely different, but I like where you went with it.
0: And I'm trying to steer really, really far away from that. So You
1: can't. If you want to, steer clear I know affiliate. I can't.
0: I know I can't, okay? <laughs> I'm aware that I can't, okay? <sighs>
2: <sighs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Tookie's Take Podcast or watching us on YouTube uh, of course, affectionately entitled Philadelphia Hard R. Um, <laughs> the Philadelphia Hard R's.
0: Philadelphia.
2: Philadelphia. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Minnesota. Minnesota.
2: <laughs> and that was going to be the episode title for a while. All right. Well, okay. So uh, I have, because of the movie talk in The Princess Bride, anybody want a peanut? Um, and then at the end, uh, we did have Rebuilded, which is a pretty good title. But I think it's between Philadelphia Hard R and Minnesota. Uh, I think we go for Philadelphia Hard R, personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, boys, anything else to add? I mean, we kind of talked about the start of the show, what we all have going on. But anything else to add before we wind it down? Absolutely not. I'm good. Nope. No, not at all. We'll uh, see you later uh, on this week, fuckers. Thanks for listening. Soda! <laughs> Minnesota! <laughs> <laughs>